It's now time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the semifinals of tonight's contest between the Altamont Indians and the Decoin Indians. And it's a battle to see who's going into the championship game tomorrow evening, and that's going to be against Goreville. And who's going to meet them there? Well, it's going to be between Altamont or DeCoin. And once again, for the second straight game, it is going to be a battle of the Indians with the same mascot. How did both teams get here? Well, let's take a look on how both teams got here as Altamont was victorious on night number one on a Monday as they took down a century. And it was a blowout, 80-21. And Altamont got to a great start, 28-7 first quarter. And then everyone got involved in that one, and they outscored them 31-2, to take a 50-point lead at the half, and it was never close after that. As for last night, it was a little bit more difficult, as we would expect, as Altamont hung on for the victory against Johnson City last night. It survived in advance. That was the theme of last night's contest, as Altamont fell down early. They were down by five after the first quarter, but then they turned it around, and uh, they outscored them 18-8 there in that uh, second quarter. And took a five-point lead in the halftime of their own. And then Altamont stretched the lead to eight points at one point, but that was the highest lead that I got to as Johnson City went on a little bit of a run to get back in it and only trailed by one at that point, 32-31. Then Altamont did just enough and got some free throws at the very end by Dylan Elam and Mason Robinson as well to get away with the victory to tonight's contest. And uh, Altamonte comes into this one at eight and a three overall. And the coin they come in. I have them down for six and five on the season. How did they get here? Well, they've been uh, impressive so far, and it's kind of similar to how Altamonte got here as well. As on uh, night number one, they beat Alvarado eighty-four to twenty-six. As it was the coin jumping out twenty-nine to nine after one quarter, they extended that lead, held Alvarado to just two points in that second quarter. And it was 49-11 to at the half. And then last night, as DeCoin, they defeated New Athens. And DeCoin had a three-point lead after one. But then they went on a run there in the second quarter, 21-10. to And they outscored New Athens. And they never looked back after that. And DeCoin ended up winning that one by a wide margin there, 68-39. to So a little bit more, more of a blowout game than Altamont had. Of course, a three-point contest for the Indians of Altamont last night, but uh, they, the coin has been uh, really impressive and just doing some research for, for the game, not knowing a lot about them. Is, uh, they're kind of eerily similar to how Altamont likes to do things. It looks like that uh, they most normally in wins, they hold their opponents to low point totals. So it's like uh, they're very uh, disciplined on defense and uh, they emphasize that side of the basketball. On the offensive end, they're very balanced. as uh, Three different players scored in double figures in game number one. And then uh, three different players scored in double figures in the game number two. So it seems like uh, Coach Neary says it all the time. Any given night, anyone could lead the team in scoring. And it just looks like that on any given night. John or uh, John City, that was last night. And they just beat New Athens, by the way, to get to uh, the uh, consolation bracket. That's the bronze bracket, if you want to call it that. The fifth place bracket as uh, John City just took down a New Athens. And what was a competitive ball game uh, there and uh, Johnson City ended up winning that by a 10-point margin, but it was a lot closer than the final score indicated. 65-55, to 55, Johnson City put them away. And uh, then how uh, the uh, schedule works out uh, for 
this game. The winner goes to the championship game against Goreville. Goreville pulled out a one-point victory, a comeback victory against Sparta in the other semifinal contest. Goreville now scored six points after uh, one quarter of play. They trailed 17-6, to but then uh, they mounted a, a comeback and ended up winning 68-67. to So the Bearcats, team that Altamano lost to a couple of years ago in the championship game, they're returning it to the championship game. Can Altamano follow suit? We'll find out in a few moments. And also a little programming note, if we do end up losing this contest, uh, Altamano will slide into the third-place game, and they'll be paying, playing off against Sparta. And that game will actually be at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And no matter where they play, 3 or 7, third place or championship, we'll have it for you right here on Jack FM. Programming note on the girls' side as they fell earlier in two games as they fell to Olney in the first game of the day. And then later on, they split in to the later on game against St. Anthony. And St. Anthony ended up winning uh, that rematch. Obviously, a different story this time around as uh, without the services of Grace Nelson. As St. Anthony, 61-29, they defeated Altamont in the Matthew and Holiday Tournament. That will wrap up tomorrow, just like it will wrap up here in uh, Sessor as uh, the Matthew and Holiday Tournament wraps up for the girls. And they're going to slide into that 3 o'clock game against Sullivan. And uh, due to some other scheduling and conflicts, we have to move that game over to 98.9 via game. So make sure you turn your radio dials in and there if you want to catch some Lady Indians basketball there at 98.9 via game. And we'll have coverage for you in the Mattoon Holiday Tournament there at 3 o'clock. Amanda Cumberland is sliding into the fifth place game in the Vandalia Holiday Tournament. That we'll have coverage for you over on a WCRA. I believe that's going to be at 5 or 5.30, but don't quote me on the exact time. But I do know it's around there, and I do know for sure they're in the fifth-place game there in Vandalia. But the semifinals is Altamont versus DeCoin here coming up in a matter of moments here, and we'll see who's going into the semifinals. Like I said, to take on Goreville tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And I think I wrapped up how DeCoin got here, how Altamont got here, and so... I uh, think the only thing uh, left here is to uh, just check any other scores from all around the area from uh, all the holiday tournament action. As I know, it's Topless and FEM Christmas Classic got underway uh, this evening. I know Dietrich's wrapping up the boys and girls uh, tournament uh, tomorrow. I know Matt Toon wrapping up the holiday tournament uh, there as the game following Altamont's game was a entertaining contest so, like I figured it would be as it was Muhammad getting the win over Matt Toon in uh, the uh, game there. So uh, Muhammad improved to a 3-0 in a full play uh, there. And I believe they were going to face Galesburg uh, tonight in uh, the last game of the day there in the Matt Toon Holiday Tournament. Vandalia Tournament wraps up uh, tomorrow. And it's a lot of tournaments and a couple of tournaments just underway, here, depending on uh, how late and early they started. As I thought it was kind of odd that no tournaments are finishing up on a Saturday, but I guess that would be uh, New Year's Eve, and uh, so I wouldn't want that to uh, interfere with uh, on Saturday, the holidays. So uh, that's why some tournaments are wrapping up tomorrow. Some tournaments are wrapping up on a Friday. We have the schedule for you up on our website, fmradio.com, and we'll see who goes to the championship game against the Goreville, either going to be Altamont or the Coin.
and uh, see what happens tonight. Which Indians will come out victorious and come out to the uh, championship game? Well, we are a moment away uh, from the tip-off and the announcement of the uh, starting lineup, and uh, so we'll get ready to get ready to get this game started here in uh, just a, a little bit. So I'll step away for the uh, National Anthem, and of course the National Anthem brought to you by Tingley Insurance Agency, and I'll be back with uh, the tip-off and the starting lineups of this game between Altamont and DeCoin. You're listening to Altamont Indians Basketball here on Jack FM. see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to uh, the semifinals of the Cesar Valier Holiday Tournament. And it's going to be a matchup between Altamont and DeCoin. Take a look at the DeCoin starting lineup here as they're technically the visitors here in tonight's contest as they come in at the three seed. Altamont is the two seed. Take a look at the starting five uh, for Coach Jason James for the uh, DeCoin Indians. Number four, Malik Jones. He's a 5'8 junior. Number 22, Cameron Huga is a 6'1 senior. Number 23, Seth Howerton, 6'2 senior. Number 30, uh, Gage Green, a 6'0 senior. And a number 31, Nison Woody. He's a 6'0 senior for DeCoin. As, again, it's Jones, Huga, Howerton, Green and Woody, their starting five for DeCoin. Let's take a look at the Altamont starting five as they're going to go with number two, Jared Hamer, a 5'11 senior. Number 22, Avery Yarhouse, 6'1 senior. Number 23, Mason Robinson, a 6'3 senior. Number 32, Logan Cornett, a 6'2 senior. 
And number 33, Conan Earhart, the 6'4 junior. And so, again, it's Hammer, Yarhouse, Robinson, Cornette, Earhart for Altamont as they're technically the home team in their home white uniforms with black and numbers and a decoin. Their skirt colors are red and black, and they got the red uniforms on, and they got the coin in white lettering and uh, their numbers in uh, black letters. So Altamont cheerleaders will finish their routine, and we'll get ready for the tip-off of this game. Like I said, winner goes to take on a Goreville in the championship tomorrow night at 7, and the loser will play at 3 o'clock in the third-place game against Sparta, and wherever Altamont will be, we'll be there as well. All right, so it looks like we're ready to tip it off, and it's going to be Huga and Robinson tipping it off there at a center circle here at Sesser, and another exciting night. This one should be a good one for a battle between the of a pair of Indian mascots. So, Robinson versus you guys center circle, and it's going to be won by Altamont. They're going to go right to left on your radio dial to start off this game. It looks like DeCoin will start off in a man-to-man defense as Robinson drives baseline over to Yarhouse on the corner for three, airballed it, and it's going to be rebounded there by Howerton for DeCoin. They're looking to run the other way, and you have thought about popping the three, but instead they'll work it around. Altamont, of course, and their man-to-man defense to start things out. And the coin will be going left to right on your radio dial. As Chuga has at the top of the circle. And he picked up the dribble. Now it's a mid-range jumper from the free throw line. Good for Woody. And it's 2-0 DeCoin. Quickly the other way, Cornette thought about driving inside, but thinks better of it. Kicks it back out to Hammer. Hammer drives to the hole. And he kicks it back out to Cornette. Now down low to Earhart. And there's going to be a foul underneath on DeCoin. And they're going to get this one with Howerton reaching in. Howerton's first foul, and DeCoin's first team foul. Hammer will inbound. We're just underway here in the opening quarter. It's Yarhouse going to try to look at three again. It's off back iron. Rebounded by Hugo for DeCoin first as well. Anna Jones gets it in there to Howerton. Now they'll work it over. Almost stolen away. Tipped off by Cornette, but Jones regains the basketball. Has it here on the left wing. He has them between the circles now. Over to Hugo. Deep three is good. Yugi with the three and quickly the other way. Hammer answers with a layup of his own. It's five to two. Altamont's first two points. 6.35 to go in the first quarter. Yugi has it on the left side. He drives on three. No good after it takes a couple of bounces there and call a loose ball foul on DeCoin. So. It's going to go over to Altamont. That's going to go on Yugi. And his first foul team, a second foul for DeCoin. It's 5-2 to two DeCoin here in the early going. Robinson with the basketball. He gets it across the timeline. Picked up by Jones. Cross-court pass to Hamer now. He has at the volleyball line. He's looking to drive inside. He picks it up. He's over to Cornette in the short elbow on the left side. Gets back to Hammer after he's in a little bit of a double team. Robinson's going to fire a three. No good, but he is going to be fouled. Out of those Cardinal sins, you don't foul a three-point shooter. And Malik Jones was too late on the closeout there. And Malik's going to get hit with his first. And Robinson's going to go to the free throw line here for three. He can tie this game up for Altamont. Robinson's first free throw on the way. It rattled out. 
take a couple of bounces and uh, off of the rim. So it's still 5-2, 6-0-5 here in the opening quarter. As it's Robinson at the free throw line, second of three, in and out, no good. He's going to get one more, but leaving some points out here on the table. So he's trying to salvage something out of this chip trip to the charity stripe. And it's going to be a Robinson's third foul shot. It's finally good. So he's one for three there from the line. His first point. And it's five to three. And Jones is going to call for the travel. Spread of that away. It's hammer of having Jones pick up his dribble just enough. And it's going to be a turnover back to Alcama. Have that down as the coin's first turnover of the game. Hammer gets in into two. Earhart, he's double teamed. He puts it up anyways. Can't get it to fall. And it's going to be rebounded there by Howerton. And DeCoin looking to run the way, other way with it, and he puts it up, and it's going to be count the basket and the foul for Gage Green. Earhart, sure. Actually, they're going to call an offensive foul. So I thought that he signaled a blocking foul, but instead it was a charge. So Earhart did slide in just enough to do the charge, so it's going to go on Gage Green. And quickly the other way, Yarhouse lays it up and in. Another outlet pass by Robinson, and Yarhouse is a beneficiary of it. And he goes to the line for the N1. So Avery completes the layup, and he ties up this game early on here at five. And that's going to be the second on Howard, or second on Green, team fifth. So fouls really piling up for the coin. It's only one for Altamont. Our house's free throw is good. And so that's Avery's first three points, and Altamont takes the lead six to five. And it's 540 to go in the opening quarter. That is Woody with the basketball. He dribbles it here on the right side. And it's going to be cut of the rim, stolen away by Cornette. Nice job to read that pick and roll. And now Altamont trying to do something with it here in the front court. As Robinson has it here, and he'll dribble more towards the right side. Get off in the corner of the yard house. We're going to do something with it. Here comes the double team. And he passes cross court to Hammer and actually hit the bottom of the rim. And it's going to be stolen away by the coin. And that was Eli um, Miner picking off that basketball who just checked in for Green, who has those two fouls. Miner has it on the right side, and he cuts to the rim by Woody, and he sticks it, and he turned around jumper is good uh, for Woody. His second bucket, and the coin, 7-6. Lead goes seesaw back and forth. Earhart with a little pump fake. He drives inside, layup is good for Earhart. His first two points, and Altamont regains the lead, 8-7. Jones quickly the other way, and they're going to call a, a loose ball foul on Hammer. So that's his first, team second on Altma. And Eric Holman will check in uh, for Earhart. He'll take a seat, and Yarhouse will take a seat as well. Wyatt Phillips checks in. And I believe a, a sub came in for DeCoin as well. And it looks like Amir Johnson checked in uh, for the coin and Jones has that here on the left wing and now he dribbles the ball in between his legs and he's looking for someone to pass it off to now he's over there too with Johnson Johnson left side now he's going to drive all the way to the hole layup too strong and rebounded by Coleman and Hammer looking to run with the basketball looking to push Hammer gets the ball over to Cornette Cornette for a three can't get it to fall but Phillips is there for the board Phillips turns around and he tries to give it up he gives it back to Cornette Cornette as the ball dumps it down low to Coleman in traffic, and somehow Eric Coleman stuck it up and in. Coleman's first basket, and it's 10-7. to 
able to force the pass a little bit on the opposite side of the rim, but Coleman did enough to get it in. And Woody with the basketball. He takes a hop step in the lane. It's going to be picked off by Phillips, and it's loose, and they're looking for the tie-up, and it's going to be tied up in alternate possession arrow. We'll give it to the coin. And Phillips and Woody were really fighting for the basketball, and they kind of give each other. It's all good, man. Dwayne Wilmington checks in for the coin on the first time. 3.49 to go. Altamont with a three-point lead in the early going in the first period. That's a minor. Taking out underneath the basket. They get it in. It's to Johnson. Now over to Jones. They get it back to Minor. He's open for a three on the wing, and it's in and out. No good. And it's rebounded by Coleman. Robinson quickly out of the way up to Phillips in the front court. They give it back to Robinson. They fire to Coleman down low. He's double teamed, and he puts up the shot. Oh, he can't get it to go, but he is going to be fouled. So Eric Coleman will go to the free throw line here for two. And uh, so uh, that's going to be the 16th foul of the coin already with 3.33 to go here in the opening quarter. And uh, that foul went on Wilmington, his first. Coleman's free throw is up and good. That makes it 11 to 7. And it looks like Gage Green checked back in. He's got to be careful. He's got those two fouls. Coleman's second free throw also good. Two for two there for Eric. And he's got four. 12 to 7. Altamont with the lead. It's going to be Johnson getting the ball up the floor for the coin. He picked it up, and he gets it over there in the corner to a minor. Actually, I think that's green, and now it goes over to Jones. Jones dribbling left side. He turns around, and he gets it back off there to green. Green fires the ball down low to Wilmington, and he spins around and gets Coleman, and he can't get it to fall. Rebounded by Elam, who checked into the game. Elam looking to push. Phillips the other way. Left. Good. And DeCoin wants a timeout. Beautiful run here for... Altamont, and it's 14 to 7. Altamont with the lead, 301 to go, and there's a timeout. I'll take a 30 as well. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Back here to Cesar Valier High School as Altamont goes on a huge run here and now takes a seven-point advantage. And Coach James had to call a timeout for the coin to try to slow down this run on that last layup by Phillips. Earhart checked back into the game on that last timeout as a dump it down low to Jones and it was poked away, but somehow Johnson throws it up to the basket. Layup is good. For Johnson after a ping-bonged around, his first two points is 14-9. Elam quickly in the corner. He'll drive baseline now. They're going to say he stepped on the white line out of bounds. So it'll be a turnover by Altamont to the coin. Avery will check back in, and Hammer will take a seat. And so with 2.27 to go in the opening quarter, it's 14-9. Altamont with the lead. 
Gets the coin, mouth to come back here. Jones goes all the way, and he lays it up and in uh, with the runner from Malika Jones. It's 14 to 11. And it's Elam getting it across half court. And it's Elam trying to dump it down low to Earhart. They're going to say it's off of the coin, so it stays right here with Alphamont. With 2.05 to go, Elam will inbound underneath his own basket. And Elam ready. Quickly inbounds to Robinson before anyone was ready. Up and in on the lob to Mason. And he's got three. And it's 16 to 11. Altamont. Minute 55 to go in the first. As Johnson quickly drives the hole off the glass and in for Demarion Johnson. His fourth point. It's 16 13. Robinson quickly out of the way to Phillips. Phillips a little head fake. He drives and he's triple teamed. He finds somebody. It's Earhart. They swing it. Now Yarhouse. Gives it over there to Robinson in the corner for three. Three ball, corner pocket for Mason Robinson. He's got six, and it's 19 to 13. The lead is six for Altamont. As Johnson drops for a pass there to Green. He'll try to answer with a three of his own. Can't do it, and it's going to be a loose ball foul as it's Earhart and Wilmington battling for the board, and I think they're going to get Wilmington on that foul, his second. And that's also going to be the seventh team foul on the coin, so... Already a minute 20 in, and probably in the first quarter, and Altamont will be in the bonus the rest of the way. It's imperative that they take advantage of it. Yugi will check back in, uh, so will Howerton. And Woody also returned as well. And so Earhart will be in the one-on-one bonus. First free throw is good for Kynan. He's got three tonight, and it's 20-13, to Altamont with the early lead. Earhart will be at the line for his second attempt. Second free throw is a little short, but he got it to go in. As he wasn't sure about it, but he's got four, and it's 21-13, Altamont. Goes over to Johnson, now over to Hughie, now Woody on the left wing. Looking for someone to get it to, he gets over to Green in between the circles. Now Hughie dumps it down low and is poked away by Earhart, still loose. And it's deep in the corner here as Woody's going to be double teamed and they're going to get a timeout for DeCoin. As the old coffin corner there, just a trap. Altamont with the double team and DeCoin just had to call a timeout to get out of trouble. I believe that's their second 30, so they're already out of 30-second timeout. So I'll take a quick 30 as well with exactly a minute left. You're listening to Altamont Indian Basketball on Jack FM. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. Let Kramer Pharmacy keep you healthy this holiday season. All of our staff in Altamont and Teutopolis would like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good luck, Indians. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. They're going to a trap there in the corner, and so Coach James had to call another 30-second timeout, and it's going to be almost knocked away by Wyatt Phillips, and it's going to stay with Tip as it went into the backcourt. So it's going to be Johnson getting across the timeline. Tries to cross over Phillips now over the corner to a green, and they'll try to dump it down low, and it was thrown away, picked off by Yarhouse. Charles looking to run with it with 35 seconds left. And I picked up the dribble over to Earhart. Now Elam has it here at the uh, Cesar logo. 
And on top set down low, but it was closed. The window was open just for a second, and it closed right up. But it's going to be stolen right back by our house. Our house the other way. Puts it up. Off the glass and in for Avery. He's got five. And it's 23 to 13. The lead is 10 for Altamont with 10 seconds left. Johnson the other way over to a Green. Green on the right wing trying to work it over Elam. Now Green here picks it up. And he goes over to Yugi for three to end the quarter. No. And that's going to do it for the first quarter. So after one quarter of play, it's Altamont 23 to coin 13. And only back in one minute for the second quarter. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball. Jack Evans. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 in North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to the second quarter. Altamont has a 10-point lead after eight minutes of action. It's 23-13. Great first quarter there, hitting on all cylinders are the Indians. And what a chaotic action here, but I feel like Altamont is in the control amongst the chaos. And so Robinson will inbound, and Hammer will start off with the basketball this quarter. And Robinson, now we get over to a Cornette. Fumbles the ball a little bit, but he gets it back. Huey all over him. And they go over to a Coleman in the deep corner. He passes out of it, cross court to Yarhouse, almost picked off, but Yarhouse passes back out to Cornette. Cornette will drive inside, left-handed runner, no. And Luke Chonat's going to come away with a loose ball. Hammer for three. No good, short, and it's Hugie coming away with a rebound. He's looking around with it. Knocked away by Cornette, slowed down just enough. And it'll be a Jones now with the basketball on the left wing. And he spins around in the lane, but it was denied. Backdoor cut by Green, and now they dump it off to Howerton. It's good. Count the basket and the foul for Seth Howerton. So that makes it 23 to 15, and a little rate, late on the rotation for Altamont, and Hammer will pick up. Nope, that's going to go on Coleman. It's first. Team third. Yarhouse checking out, and I think Phillips came back in. And the free throw, rounding in for Howerton. He gets and one. Makes it 23-16. 50 seconds gone here in the second quarter. Hammer, a little miscommunication with Robinson, but Cornette tracks it back down. He saved it from going in the backcourt, and now Hammer with it. Back to Robinson, shoot for three. It's no good, but it's rebounded by Hammer. Keeps it alive, Cornette straight on three. Bucket! Three-pointer there for Logan Cornette. And it's a 10-point lead again, 26-16. 
Woody the other way off the glass. Can't get it to fall, but Howerton with the board, and he can't get his shot to go. Rebounded by Phillips. And it's going to be a nice outlet pass to Cornette. Up to Coleman, lays it off the glass, and in. Beautiful passing there from Robinson to Cornette to Coleman, and it's a 28-16 lead for Altamont. And a green will pass over to Jones in the corner. He'll drive, puts up the shot. No, and it's rebounded by Coleman. Robinson, quick outlet pass, forced it that time up to Phillips, but I think they're going to get a foul. And who's it on? As they're going to get a foul on Wyatt. So you like the aggressiveness there, but maybe just a tad bit overly aggressive there on that one. Forced it. And Coleman takes the seat. Cornette takes the seat as well. Elam comes back in, and Earhart comes back in as well. It's P.J. Winters coming in uh, for the first time for DeCoin. Another player that snuck in, snuck in there as well. And it's Winters having the basketball here. That's the Traylon Smith checked in. That's the guy who snuck in there. Woody with the basketball on the right side. Hands it off to Winters. Six minutes to go here in the second quarter. As Green will drive to the hole. Puts up a shot. No good. That's Howerton, actually. And rebounded by Elam. Elam gets it across half court. Dumps it down low to Earhart. He was open and lays it up and in for Earhart. He's got six. And it's 30 to 16. Altamont. Just getting anything that they want here tonight, it seems like. Over to Winters. Executing perfectly. Winters gives it off to Howerton driving baseline and had to get it back out as it was denied. Winters spins around here at the top of the circle. Backdoor cut by Smith. No good. And a rebound by Earhart. Robinson quickly up to Phillips. Phillips catches it. Two defenders. And he may have walked with it. And he lost it anyways. So that's going to be a turnover, and it's going to be immediately turned over as Elam took it away from DeCoin, and they're going to get DeCoin with a foul. So again, the chaotic action here, and DeCoin's going to get hit with a foul, and that's the eight-team foul, and Altamont still in the bonus. And let's see here. I think that foul went on Winters, his first. And uh, so a little perspiration there. And where are the towels at tonight? And we'll just wipe it up for their feet. Good enough. And Elam at the line for a one and one. Altamont executing tonight to perfection. Kind of looks like night number one almost. Elam's free throw. No good. Missed the front end of the one and one. And it's rebounded there by Howerton. Winters gets it up court to Smith. They dub it down low. It's spinning around for Howerton. No good. And rebounded by Robinson. And the coin just can't buy a bucket this quarter. They've only scored three so far. And there's going to be a, a foul on Jones the other way. And so Robinson will be shooting two. Or shooting one and one. I guess I'm just automatically assuming Mason will make this free throw. And that foul will go on Jones, his second. So Jones with Green and Wilmington in foul trouble for the coin as they have nine personal fouls here already. 455 to go in the first half. Robinson's free throw up and it's good. See, I knew Mason would make it. Seven points for him and the lead is 31 to 16 for Altamont. Robinson's second free throw. Will be on the way. Up and it's no good. In and out. Battle for the rebound. And it's gonna go over to Green. The out battle there hard on that one. 
Winters gets it across the court to Howerton. Howerton drives and there's going to be a foul before the basket. And uh, so there's going to be a foul on the floor. It's a common foul on Altamont. And a 15th foul. And it's going to be Kyan Earhart. And that's going to be his second. And it looks like Kaden Miller is set to check in for Earhart with those two fouls. And we got Dwayne Wilmington checking back in for DeCoin. And Seth Howerton will sit down. And Winters will take it out. Underneath the basket, they get into Wilmington. He goes strong up and no foul. And Robinson just took it away from him. Robinson up to two of Phillips. Phillips now the yard house for three. Can't get it to fall. And it's rebounded by Smith. And they're going to get a reach in, I think, on Wyatt there. As him and Smith were battling for the rebound. And it's going to be the 16th foul on Altamont. And it is going to go on Wyatt, his second. 4.35 to go. Altamont with a 31-16 lead. And Hammer will come in. Robinson will take a seat. And Phillips will take a seat as well as Hammer and Cornette checks back in. We've got Smith. We'll inbound it here for DeCoin. And they're looking to get it in. And they get it into Johnson. A little four-court pressure applied by Yarhouse. And it's, Jar- it's Johnson getting across half court. It's a screen. And it's going to be a pick and roll all the way to the rim. It's good. Roll right to the rim for Wilmington. His first two points is 31-18. And Coach Niebuhr wants a timeout. And Coach Niebuhr took that one a timeout. It's a 30, so I'll take a quick 30 as well. 31-18, Altamont with the lead. You're listening to Altamont. He's basketball, Jack Event. Pepsi Mid-America presents a tasty and downright lucrative opportunity. The more you enjoy ice-cold, delicious Dr. Pepper products, the more money you can earn for your child's school. Beginning September 1st through January 31st, start collecting those teal caps from any Dr. Pepper, Crush, 7-Up, or Crisp and Clear products and help make your child's school shine bright. The more teal caps you collect, the more your school will earn. Collect the caps from Pepsi Mid-America. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 100.5-1055 Jack FM. Welcome back here to Assessor High School, and it's 31-18. As Coach Zebra did not like that last defensive sequence for Altamont. And uh, Indians do have the basketball as we go over to Elam. Elam at the top of the key. Now he gives a backdoor cut to Hammer. Hammer will drive the baseline just out the court at shot for three in the corner. Yes! Same three ball that Robinson hit earlier. This time it's Cornette. His second three of the night. And it's 24 or 34-18. It's going to be knocked away. Cornette dives on the floor, but Green comes away with it. Now Smith is going to be blocked from behind by Yarhouse. Smith never felt Yarhouse coming from behind. Elam gets it across the timeline. And Elam drives, and he's going to have to dish it off. He's going to have to find somebody. Finds Hammer rolling to the rim. Can't get it to fall too strong. And rebounded by Green. Green looking to run with it and push it for DeCoin, and it's going to be out of bounds off of DeCoin. So trying to rush a little bit too much there and a turnover. Also have that down for the sixth DeCoin turnover. And it looks like Eli Miner comes into the game. And Green will take a seat for the coin. 3.20 to go in the opening quarter. Altamont with a nice lead, 34-18. Now Cornette passes it to Coleman, but off his hands over to Elam. Elam shuffled his feet, and he's got to get called for a travel. Second turnover for Altamont, a fifth 
have them down for of the of the half. Mason Robinson will check in. Who's going to come out? It is going to be Logan as Cornette will take a seat. So it's going to be the coin with the basketball. Altamont's been the execution to perfection, but the coin, it seems like they get some good shots, but they just can't get them to fall. Watch for it to come back to them. It always does, it seems like. As Johnson gets it over to Winters on the left wing. Now dribble over to Smith on the left side. Now he'll dribble inside, and he'll stop and pick it up. Now back out to Johnson. Johnson foregoes the screen, dribbles to his left, and he picks it up now. And he gets it off to Winters. Winters gets the screen uh, from Wilmington, and he rolls to the rim again, and it's up and in. Second time for Wilmington, and it's 34-20. And it's Elam with a behind-the-back dribble. Keeps it alive over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse with a little ball fake. He drives, and he lost his footing, and he fell down. And that's going to be intercepted by the coin. And it's going to be pushed to Wilmington, and it's going to be almost knocked away by our house right in the hands of Johnson. Kick off into the corner, shot for a three, is good, no good, and rebounded by Elam. That was Maynard with the three-point attempt that time. Coleman almost had it stolen away from behind, and it's going to be in the corner to Hammer. Hammer dribbles, and he takes a tumble, so does Johnson. Elam frees himself up, and he's going to be whacked and go to the line. For two points for Dylan Elam, or an attempted two points, and uh, so that's going to be the tenth team foul on the coin. So double bonus on a common foul, and it's also going to be the second foul on Winters. Winters, Jones, Green, Wilmington, all have two fouls for the coin, and that adds up to ten total. And Elam will be uh, shooting a two free throws here. His first points of the night, and it's up and good. It's a little scoring drought, and it's 35-20. Caden Miller checks in. Eric Coleman takes his seat, and Wyatt Phillips checks back in as well. Yarhouse takes his seat. Elam will be at the line for a second free throw. Elam's second free throw is no good, and they're going to call a lane violation as Johnson stepped in just a little bit too early, so Elam will get another opportunity here. So, fortunate. Let's see if Altamont can take advantage of it. Any point, any and every point matters. Elam's in and out, no good, but Miller's there for the rebound, up and in, with a putback for Caden Miller. 37-20, Altamont with the lead. Woody, transition three, no good, and it's rebounded by Caden Miller. And so a couple big boards, one on the offensive end, one on the defensive end there. Altamont trying to push things. Robinson, no one picks him up, plays it up and in for Mason Robinson. He's got nine, and it's 39-20, and it's almost stolen away by Phillips as he dives on the floor. And it's going to stay right here with the coin, but Wyatt going all out to try to save it. And, man, you can feel it. I'm on the opposite side. or The bench is to my right, but you can just feel the energy is just contagious right now for Altamont. And Elam check out, and Cornette comes in. 39-20, Altamont with the lead. Minute 30 to go in the half. It's Johnson getting across half court. Screen from Wilmington. And Johnson gets it over there 
Three ball is no good there by Miner, and it's going to be rebounded by Wyatt Phillips. Wyatt has his head up the floor. Coming up on a minute, 10 to go in the half. Wyatt with the basketball. He picks it up now, and he's looking for someone to pass it off to, and it's going to be passed off to Akita Miller. Miller gets it off to Cornette. And good job of getting it out of trouble. Phillips drives. Somehow gets it over there to Hammer. Nope, it was picked off by Woody. And running the fast break, or at least tempted to. The ball still loose, and Miller picks it up. So no one can hold on a possession of the ball that time. And Chris Debris tells Robinson to slow it down. 40 seconds, and we get it across half quarter. Mason finally does. And it's going to be all poked away out of bounds by Miner. 38.5 left. Altamont with a 19-point lead right now. Good push it to a 20 to the locker room. It's an in to a Phillips, or an in to Robinson. Check that. Robinson has on the right side, backdoor cut to Hammer, but he was double-teamed and was knocked out. And so stay right here with Altamont. And so Hammer will look to get it in. It's an in to a Robinson. Robinson now over to a Phillips. Phillips has it. He's looking for someone to pass it to. Can't find someone. Finally finds Hammer with 20 seconds left in the half. And Hammer gets it poked away from behind. Johnson the other way. Tries to finish. He can't get it to fall. And it's going to go with Hammer. He's got 13 seconds left. Hammer pushes up the floor over to Phillips. Phillips with a little head fake. He drives inside. A runner, and he's going to be fouled. So White will go to the free throw line here for two. With 6.7 left. And Marion Johnson picks up the foul, and that's only his first. I say only because a ton of other coin players have two fouls. No one has three, though. Phillips at the line for an automatic two here and the double bonus. Free throw is good. Wyatt's third point. And it's a 20-point lead for Altamont, 40-20. to 20. 6.7 left in the half. Phillips at the line for a second free throw. Second one is up, no good, but he gets his own rebound back. Five seconds left. Robinson looks at the clock. He goes and drives to Kata Miller, and he lost it. And it's going to be a, a deep three by Yugi, and that's going to be a way off. So at halftime, Altamont has the 20-point advantage going into the locker room, playing some great basketball right now. And we'll see if they can finish it. We got 16 or more minutes left to go. Don't want to count the chickens before they hatch or cows come home before whatever that saying is. Either way, Altamont, 40 to 20. They have the lead. And I'll be back to tabulate the first half totals. And I'll take a look at, uh, try to check around some other scores from around the area as well. So 40 to 20, Altamont with a 20 point lead here at the half. And I'll be right back in a few moments. You're listening now to my basketball here on Jack FM. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator posts in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. 
Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. Let Kramer Pharmacy keep you healthy this holiday season. All of our staff in Altamont and Teutopolis would like to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Good luck, Indians. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Pepsi Mid-America presents a tasty and downright lucrative opportunity. The more you enjoy ice-cold, delicious Dr. Pepper products, the more money you can earn for your child's school. Beginning September 1st through January 31st, start collecting those teal caps from any Dr. Pepper, Crush, 7-Up, or Crisp and Clear products and help make your child's school shine bright. The more teal caps you collect, the more your school will earn. Collect the caps from Pepsi Mid-America. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back here to the 41st Annual Sutter Valier Holiday Tournament. And uh, Altamont is playing like the man here tonight as they're blasting some, I'd say, old school tunes, but this was... Taking back to the college days when the song was popular for me. I guess I'm showing my age there. But it's a 20-point lead for Altamont, as also I heard earlier in the week. Uh, Altamont's execution there on night number one was machine-like. And that one, first half, was almost exactly like the first half from a Monday night as the execution has been nearly flawless. Of course, there's been some turnovers and some forced passes and uh, some uh, rotations there at the uh, very end a couple of times. But uh, other than that, it's been a a great half for the Altamont Indians, and it's going to be the complete opposite for DeCoin, as also on the other side of DeCoin, as Altamont's just operating with perfection, almost perfection, but uh, DeCoin, it seems like they can't buy a basket, and so we'll see what happens when they switch other ends of the floor 
and it just seems like it's kind of uh, took the coin by surprise as well as also they're having to run a lot of guys in and out here with them in foul trouble, and they got a ton of guys in foul trouble with, I count, one, two, three, four guys at least with two fouls, and so we'll see how that goes. And Alphonse didn't take quite advantage of the free throw line as maybe you would have liked to, but they still did make their free throws when they had a chance there. Let's get the first half statistics. We'll start off with the Altamont Indians. I'll try to put them in order as Altamont led in scoring by Mason Robinson. He has nine points to lead the way. We have three players with six. We have Logan Cornett with a couple of threes for his six. We have Kainan Earhart with six. And Eric Coleman with six points as well. Five points goes to Avery Yarhouse. So we have three points from Wyatt Phillips. And we have two points from Jared Hammer. And two points from Caden Miller as well. On the other side of the coin, or the coin, as they are led in a scoring by three players with four points. As Demarion Johnson, he has four. Sean Woody, he has four points. And Dwayne Wilmington has four points as well. Cameron Hugie has three. Seth Howerton has three points as well. Malik Jones with two points as well. Altamont with quarters of 23 and 17 for their 40 and DeCoin with quarters of 13 and a 7 for their 20. Going to be missed at the uh, pregame. Uh, Goreville advanced to the uh, championship game uh, tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock. The winner of this contest will face Goreville in the championship. The loser slides in to uh, the silver part of the uh, bracket, if you will, the third place game. And it's going to be against Sparta as the Goreville came back and beat Sparta earlier this afternoon, 68-67 to advance to the championship game. Wherever Altamont be, will be there for the coverage. Also, program reminder for the girls on the last day of the Mattoon Holiday Tournament there as they'll slide into the 3 o'clock game against Sullivan, and we'll have coverage for you over on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio over there, so make sure you... Turn your dials for Lady Indians on basketball tomorrow and then turn it back here to Jack for some Altamont boys basketball, hopefully in the championship game. But, hey, 20 points. It can be uh, Goreville came back. Didn't quite come back from 20 points, at least I saw from the box score. But, uh, hey, a comeback, it can happen, not out of the realm of a possibility. We saw it in the NFL, seeing in basketball all the time as well. So, We'll see uh, what happens with Altamont, a 20-point lead here at the half, 40-20. to 20. So I'll try to track down uh, some other scores uh, from all around the area, see how Cumberland is, or Cumberland did. I think they uh, did a fall uh, today. To, uh, they'll fight into the fifth-place game, and I'll see if I can find some scores from that Vandalia Holiday uh, Tournament and uh, the 50th annual Vandalia Holiday uh, Tournament. And that concludes and wraps up tomorrow, just like this one and a few others as well. I know Topless FEM Christmas Classic just got underway. Dietrich wraps up tomorrow. I believe Charleston wraps up soon, either wrapped up today or it'll wrap up tomorrow. It's all around the area. It's like a tournament's just started, and uh, they're already wrapping up and already close to closing out the year of 2022. So I'll be back in one minute, and then I'll be back with a look at the second half. And uh, the tip-off of the second half 
It's a 20-point lead for Altamont here. I'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball here on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. We're back to more Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here at the start of the uh, third quarter as the coin. And now they'll be going right to left on your radio dial. And they'll immediately start with a turnover as a ping-pong ground and stolen away into the hands of Robinson. And it's going to be almost turnover. It is turnover by Robinson the other way. To Jones, he gets the shot to fall. So it's straight in turnover, turnover there. And Jones has his fourth point. It's 40-22. to 22. And so, Altamont, we go in a left to right on your radio dial this half. So Yarhouse will have the ball, and he's going to find someone to pass to, and he didn't get it off in time as he got a five-second call. And so that's going to be Alcon's second early turnover here of the or, or the second half here in the first 30 seconds. And Phillips is going to check in, and who he checks in for is going to be Yarhouse. And it inadvertently took a shot to the eye as well as he was trying to clear the cobwebs out on the his right eye there. He'll take a seat. And Jones, the other way, he pushes the pace up off the glass. No, and rebounded by Earhart. Robinson tries to force the pass up to Phillips. is picked off. And it's going to be Woody. Spins around. Layup is no good. Left it short. And battle for the rebound. It's going to be off of Cornette, they say. So stay right here with the coin. Not even a minute gone here, and Altamont already has three early turnovers here. Jones looking to get it in. They get it in. The two Howerton lays it up and in. He's got his fifth. It's 40 to 24. First four points of the half go to the coin. Talked about a comeback. They're starting one now. As Hamer picked up the basketball, they go over to Earhart. And it's going to be a Cornette. Puts it up, and he's going to be fouled. So Logan Cornette will go to the free throw line here for two as he just slipped to the rim and got hit. And that's Gage Green get ahead with a foul, his third. And the team first foul for the coin, Cornette at the line. Right for the first points of the half for Altamont, and he does. He's got seven total for the game, 41-24. Cornette's second foul shot will be up, and it's good. He's got eight now, does Logan, and it's 42-24. Quickly out of the way, Green, he's going to put up the shot, can't get it to fall, and Robinson comes down with a rebound. Almost caught Altamont napping there. 
as Hammer pushes the pace. He has it here in the front court. He picks it up here at the free throw line now over to Phillips. Phillips drives. Had it almost knocked away. He picked up his dribble over to Earhart. Earhart's going to drive to his left, and he's not going to get the basket to fall, but he is going to be fouled, though. So, again, Altamont forcing the coin into fouling here, and Earhart will go to the line for two. And it's going to be Howerton's second foul, and Earhart will go to the line. And Earhart's free throw, it fell down. Took a couple bounces off the rim and fell down. 43-24, and it's got seven. Adrian takes the seat, and Eli Miner will check in. And Earhart will be at the line for a second one. And it's going to be up and in. So Earhart gets two, and he's got eight. Quickly the other way as Miner lays it up and in. And it's going to be two for Maynard. And it's going to be a delay of game on the coin. So it's going to be on Howerton there, the delay of game. So next one, I believe, will be a technical. So 44-26, your score. Coming up on 6-15 to go in the third. Hammer with the basketball over to Phillips. Phillips hits the screen from Hammer. Now Phillips struggles with the basketball. He's looking for someone to pass to. He finds Earhart underneath. He's wide open. Lays up and in for Earhart. He's got 10 and it's 46-26. leads back to 20 for Altamont. And it's going to be Jones. Getting over there. Two Hugie shot for a three. Off no good and rebounded by Robinson. Robinson up to a Phillips and can't connect. Fourth turnover for Altamont. And Woody is it back over to... A Mayer for three, no, and Hugie with the board. He puts it back up off the glass, no. Again, the coin can't get it to fall. And Robinson just throws it wildly, and it's picked off by Jones. Layup, no. And Hugie with the follow is up and in. He's got five, and it's 46-28. Five early turnovers here for Altamont in the early stages, but still have a decent lead. Hammer with the back door, lays up short, and the rebound goes to Miner, but it's still loose. And Hugie comes away with a loose ball. He's looking to run with it. It's a three-on-two break. He puts up the shot. No, and it's going to be a block. And Robinson trying to call the or get the charge there, but instead he gets called for the block. It's going to go on uh, Mason. It's his first, team first as well. And the uh, two-point shots will be Cameron Hugie. And he'll go to the free throw line. Free throw is up and good. He's at six. 46-29. Wholesale challenges for both teams. Dylan Elam checks in. Eric Coleman checks in. And Yarhouse comes back in. Woody takes the seat for DeCoin. Johnson comes in. Wilmington came in as well. Yugi at the line for a second free throw. Shoots it up, and back iron too strong, and rebounded by Yarhouse. So he goes one for two there. Still 46-29. Yarhouse at the top of the key. Trying to back down Johnson. Gets it back off to Phillips. Phillips has it here on the elbow. Now picks it up. Looking for someone to pass it to. In a little bit of trouble here. Dumps it down low to Robinson. Had it knocked away, but he gets it back. He's in the corner here, and he's going to be double teamed. And there's going to be a foul on Nick Oyne. 
And uh, it's going to be a reach there on Demarion Johnson. His second, team third. 4.45 to go in the third. 46-29 score, and Altamont will retain possession of the ball. Keelum will inbound underneath the basket just to the right of it. It's in to Yarhouse. Got him napping a little bit. Count it. Count the basket in the foul for Yarhouse. Again, they just seem like they catch the coin off guard on the inbound. First it was Robinson one time, and now this time it was Yarhouse. He's got seven, and it pushes the lead to 19 again, 48-29. Yarhouse can make it 20 again. Yarhouse, free throw up and in. He's got eight. And it's back to 20, 49-29. Jones the other way, pushing the pace, and takes a couple bounces, and it finally falls down. For Jones, he's got six, and it's 49-31. Robinson the other way, and tries for that backdoor cut. Two of Phillips, and picked off. Another turnover, a six on Altamont. Yugi with the basketball on the right wing, and he passes back up top to Johnson at the top of the key. He's looking to drive to his right, spins to his left, puts up a shot on the paint, good. Jones really turning on the Jets here in this half. He's got six in the quarter, and it's 49-33. Nearly uh, knocked away, and Elam picked it up, and Robinson uh, falls down on another turnover there. They tried for a backdoor cut to Yarhouse. Eighth turnover now. Minor for three, good for Mayer. And it's 49-36, and Coach Nieberge wants a timeout. He's a little bit, the lead just slipping away just slightly. And so Coach Nieberge calls the CO. 49-36, 3.49 to go. I'll take a 30-second timeout. And you're listening to my Indians basketball here on Jack FM. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Assessor High School, 49-36, and Altamont sees their lead to slip away just a little bit. So Coach Niebrighe called a timeout, slow it down. And they have played a good so far here, just the last minute or so, kind of let things get away from them a little bit. And it's going to be Elam inbounding the basketball. Winters checked back in for the coin. Wilmington as well checked back in. Elam hits it into Hammer. A little full-court pressure applied for the coin as Winters right there against Hammer all the way up the floor. Hammer still with the basketball. He dribbles it around. He's over to Elam. Elam will drive, and he backs it back out now. Picks it up, and cross-court pass was thrown away, and Wilmington throws it out, and the ball goes up here almost to the top row of the bleachers. And... Uh, it's going to be out of bounds, and uh, who's going to have the ball? I think it's going to stay with the coin. So uh, the coin will keep the basketball here. 
And they'll have it in the front court. That's Winters going to be bringing it up. And Winters will get it over to Yugi. Yugi drives in the corner. Shot for three by Mayer. No good. And Johnson trying to fly in there for the board, but he can't get it. And so it's going to go out of bounds. And it's going to stay or give the ball to Altamont. I'm sorry. And so it will be Altamont basketball and knocked away out of bounds, but it stays right here. Altamont, actually, they're going to call a foul. Didn't see what happened there, but uh, Marion Johnson picked up his fourth. Team fifth on the coin, really piling up here. And Robinson then gets a, a sub in as well. Our house will take a seat. And it's going to be Elam getting into Earhart. And now the coin will back off their pressure. Up on three minutes to go in the third. Hammer with a basketball backdoor cut to Robinson and another turnover for Altamont. Miscommunication there. Now it's their eighth turnover. Jones with the basketball. He drives, puts it up, can't get it to fall, but Jones is going to go to the free throw line here for two. Again, Jones just pushing the pace this half. And Jared Hammer is going to get hit with that foul. And so... It'll be Jones at the free throw line. A free throw up, and it rattled in. His ninth point. Seventh of the quarter alone. And Jones will be at the free throw line for a second one. Makes it 49-37, and it's up and good for Jones. Two for two there. He's got 10, and it's 49-38. The lead now shrinks to 11. It was 20. Elam forces the pass to a Phillips, but Phillips with a double team now. And a pass cross court to Hammer. Hammer over to a Robinson. Robinson now has on the left side, kicks off to Hammer. Hammer drives to the hole, and he's hammered. And he'll go to the free throw line for two shots here. As again, the fouls are really piling up for DeCoin. And that's going to be the uh, 16th foul. And it was on the floor. And Hughie's going to get hit with that hit foul. His second, team six, so one more. That's when I'll be in the bonus. We got 233 to go in the third. Hammer looking to get it in. He gets it in to uh, Phillips. And uh, Phillips has the basketball. And he'll dribble it around, and another foul there. This one's going to go on minor. And it's a 17 foul, so Phillips will go to the line for one and one. So just like the first half, the coin having a little bit of trouble with the fouls. And they already have a few people in foul trouble, but that's going to be um, Maynard's first foul. About the only one that's played that didn't have a foul yet. Phillips, one and one, free throws good. He'll get another. Wyatt's fourth point makes it 50 to 38. 
Altamont losing a little bit of that momentum. The coin seems like they've ramped up the defensive pressure, and they come every time that Altamont picks up their dribble, a double team comes out at them. So having a little bit difficult time to adjust to it, and it's going to be a free throw. No good, but Robinson's going to take it away. Harper three. No good. Left it short, and no one's going to touch it. So it'll go out of bounds to the coin. So Wyatt missed the second end of that one and one, and it makes it still 50 to 38. I was an eight, not a nine earlier. Winters with the basketball at the top of the key, dribbles on the right side, handoff, and it's picked off by Hammer. Hammer looking the other way, and he's blocked from behind, but a lot of contact. And a Jones going to get hit with that foul as he was trying to chase down a Hammer. So Hammer will go to the line here. And that's uh, going to be uh, the uh, third of personal on Malik Jones. And Hammer's foul shot is good. Got three on the night, and it's 51-38 Altamont. Elam will take a seat. Logan Cornett will come back in. And so Hammer will be at the line for a second free throw. Second one up is also good. Two for two there for Jared, and he's got four. 52-38, coming up on two minutes to go in the third. Yugi with the basketball. Dribbles left side, and he uh, picks it up, and he's going to have to shuffle it off to Jones. Jones with a couple of fakes, now over to Yugi. Yugi has that at the top of the circle. He dribbles it on the perimeter, handoff to Miner. Miner, free throw line jumper is good. And it's 52 to 40. Maynard's seventh point. And Hammer gets a screen from Robbins over to Cornette. He's open for three. No good. And Phil is battling for the board, and he wrestles it away from Maynard. And it's going to be a Phillips with the basketball. Still dribbling over to Robinson. Robinson, little ball fake. And they're going to dump it down low to Earhart. Touches it over to Phillips. Phillips dribbles it. He'll go inside, and they're going to call a, a foul on the coin. Ninth team foul on the coin. And Phillips will go back to the line for one and one. And that's going to go on green. I think. Or actually, they put it on the board for Maynard. Actually, that's his second, team ninth. Phillips. Free throw is good. He's got five points. 53 to 40, a minute nine left here in the third. One more foul, and Altamont will have the double bonus in the final quarter. And it'll be Wyatt. Second free throw is up and good. This time I was automatic and he's got six 54 to 40 jones the other way off the glass and in got 12 54 to 42 under a minute to go here in the quarter robinson gets it across the timeline backdoor cut to uh, cornet and no foul and it's going to be taken away by the coin winters looking to push they over to a mainer for three yes three pointer for eli mainer and he's got 10. Phillips the other way. Answers with a layup of his own. Wyatt has eight. It's 56-45. The lead is nine. 
30 seconds left in the third. Jones gives it back off to a winner. This has it here on the left wing. Hands over to Maynard. Maynard fumbles the basketball. Cornette jumps on it and gives it over to Phillips. Watch out from behind. And he gives it off to Hammer. Hammer lets one defender go by. Up and in. Count it. Count the basket and the foul. Excellent job there all around as Coach Niebuhr gives a big high five there to Logan Cornette on the feed. And then Hammer let his defender go by and he got the hoop and the harm. 58-45. And Hammer will go to the line for the and one. 14.4 left. Hammer's free throw good. He's got seven. 59 of 45. Hammer will take a seat and Dylan Elam will check in. And the uh, strong Altamont contingent has a lot to cheer for tonight. Just to my right. As I go over to a Jones, gets it across the timeline. Uh, ten seconds left. Jones picks up his dribble, backdoor cut to Woody. Woody with a runner, can't get it to fall. Earhart with a rebound, three seconds left. Cornette. Cornette up the court, up to Phillips for three to in the corner. Yes! Wow! He made it to end the corner at the buzzer. Wyatt Phillips. That's how you end the quarter, ladies and gentlemen. He's got 11. And after three quarters of play, it's 62-45. Altamont with the lead. I'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Indians basketball here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep or reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont and Effingham to see a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator posts in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Wyatt Phillips brings this crowd to his feet and the bench to the feet as well to end the third quarter with a three-pointer to give Altamont a 17-point lead entering the final eight minutes. And Robinson will go over to Earhart. And Earhart drives, throws up the shot. He hits the court pretty hard and he slides into the wall there and so it's going to be a foul so right on his backside there and Earhart's going to walk it off there he's a little shaken up and that's going to be the third foul there on Winters the 10th team foul so now we're just um, 12 seconds into the quarter and a double bonus for Altima the rest of the way Earhart shooting two here. Got ten points so far, making eleven. Winters will take a seat 
Green will come in. Earhart, two for two. He's got 12. 64-45. Leads back to 19. In the third quarter, though, DeCoin did cut in the lead just slightly. Big quarter for Altamont, 22 points, but DeCoin had 25. And there's going to be a foul there on Earhart reaching in. And that's the third on Kynan. And the third team foul on Altamont. Fouls totally in Altamont's favor tonight. 10 to 3 advantage here in the second half, and they were in their favor in the first half as well. Jones has it here on the right side. He's over to Woody, dumps it down low to Wilmington. He fumbled the ball a little bit. He puts it up against the double team, and he's going to be fouled. So, Wilmington, we got out of the free throw line here for two shots. And so it's going to go with Coleman. Coleman's going to be hit with his second. And we'll meet his free throw is up and good. He's got five points. And he'll get another. Makes it 64-46. And we'll meet in. Free throw up and it's no good. And Coleman comes away with the board. It's Altamont has the lead, 18 points. As Wilmington goes one and one and one. Robinson the other way over in the corner to Cornet. Extra pass to Elam. Elam flips on the floor and he's going to travel. Okay, turnover there by Altamont. Had a nice total turnover for Altamont in the second half. Elam takes a seat. Yarhouse checks back in. Jones pushes the pace across the timeline. And Jones, mid-range jumper, off. Right into the hands of Robinson. Didn't even have to jump that time. Fell right into his hands. Seven minutes to go in the game. 18-point lead for Altamont. Cornette backdoor cut for Yarhouse. Knocked away by Wilmington and Cornette. And Woody fighting for the uh, loose ball. And the officials are going to come together. And they're going to say it was off of Cornette. So they'll go over to DeCoin. And uh, so uh, Woody will get it in, and uh, Jones will bring it up. Jones gets a screen from Woody, and Jones picked up the basketball now over to Maynard, and they're going to call it off, and they're going to be a travel. Actually, that was Gage Green with a travel, so a turnover to Altamont. Third turnover of the half for DeCoin. And... Uh, for the Altamont basketball. 18-point lead still for the Altamont as Robinson with the basketball over to Coleman. Coleman has it knocked away, and he tries to get the loose ball, and I think they're going to get a foul. And Coleman trying to reach for it underneath Wilmington's legs that time, and Coleman's going to get it with his third, team fifth, for Altamont. 6.27 to go in the contest. Winner again goes to the championship game tomorrow night at 7 o'clock against Gorbo. Woody, jumper, no. Rebound by Maynard is no good. And it's going to be a blocking foul. Or a shooting foul, I should say. I say blocking because Cornette thought he had a lot of ball. But maybe a little bit too much body, the referees are saying. So that'll be Logan's 
Ohio first foul. Team six foul. And Maynard will be at the line. Ten points so far. A couple of threes there in that third quarter. And he gets that one to fall. So he's got 11. It makes it 64-47. Coleman takes the seat. Kaden Miller will come in. And I think Yarhouse came back in as well. Amory Yarhouse, Cornette, Robinson, Kaden Miller in of the five for Alcamont. Maynard, two for two there. He's got 12. 64-48. Also, uh, Johnson came back in uh, for the point as well. Robinson. Crosscore pass to Cornette over to uh, Yarhouse. Yarhouse dribbles inside, puts up the runner, is good for Avery. He's in the double figures with 10, 66 48. Woody with the basketball, hands it off to Green. Green spins around in the paint, gets a couple of defenders in the air, puts up the shot, and it falls off the rim and rebounded by Yarhouse. And they're call a, a travel. And Avery and Caden can't believe it. And I think that Avery and Caden were fighting for the rebound there and trying to wrestle away from him, and Avery gets called for the travel. Second turnover of the quarter for Alkama. And it's going to be Maynard taking the ball in. And over to him, and Cornette just shoves Woody, and they're going to call a foul. There on Cornette. That was some fouls he can get away with. That one is obviously he can't. Seventh team foul on Altamont, and Cornette's going to get hit with his second. So, Sean Woody at the free throw line. It held scoreless since four early points in the first. And uh, so, Yugi uh, will check in for the shooter. And Woody will be at the line. Goes through the routine. Up, and it's good. So he'll shoot another. Fifth point. 66-49, a 5.38 to go in the game. And so Woody at the free throw line for a second one. Made the first. And it goes through the routine. Second free throw is also good. So two for two there for Woody. He's got six. And Hughie checks in for Woody. And that makes it 66-50, 5-3-8 to go in the game. Yarhouse will inbound it here underneath a basket as Optimon will have to go the full length of the floor with it. Yarhouse gets it in to Miller. Now over to Robinson. He gets it across the timeline, and Robinson will slow things down a little bit. He's over to Hammer. Now Yarhouse on the left side. Yarhouse goes back out to Hammer. Hammer at the volleyball line. Picks it up. Back to Yarhouse. He's trying to play some safe basketball here, I gather. As Yarhouse is going to be called for another travel. Picked up his pivot foot that time. That one more was more egregious than the other. Third turnover of the quarter for Alcama. I believe that's the 12th in the half. Yarhouse takes the seat. Cornette sits down as well. Elam checks back in, and so does Wyatt Phillips. Comes back in. It's going to be Johnson. It's off to Wilmington on the roll, and it's going to be a loose ball, and it's going to be picked up by Yugi. 
Not about stepping into a three, but he picks it up. He's got to do something with it over to a green. He fumbles the ball a little bit, but they get control back. Yugi picks up his dribble as he had it almost knocked away. Now over to Maynard. Maynard for three. Uh, in and out. That's been the night for DeGoyne. And foul for the loose ball goes to Robinson. Elam over to a Phillips. Phillips a little head fake, and he's going to call for the travel. But I like the idea. He uh, reeled the defense in, thinking he's going to go for the three-pointer. But then he just shuffled his feet with it. So another turnover there for Altamont. Score still, though, 66-50. to 50. Still a 16-point lead for the Indians of Altamont. I should differentiate there because the coin is also Indians as well. Kind of there are. We'll take a or come back in, and Kaden Miller will get some rest. And I think there was a sub in for the coin as well. As I think it was Green who came back in. Yugi or Jones going to miss a three. But Maynard with the follow. His shot can't go. Lomington trying to go back up with it. He can't get his shot to go either, but he is fouled. So Dwayne Wilmington will go to the line here. And it is going to be two shots. Kind of an error. We'll get hit with that one. His fourth team eighth, but it's going to be a shooting foul, so two automatically here for Wilmington. And he'll be out the line. Friction for a sixth point. And it's in and out. No good. So it'll be stuck on five, and the score will still be stuck on 16. 66 50, Altamont with the lead. 425 to go in the game. Wilmington, free throw line. Up, and this one's good. So one for two there. He's got six now. 66 51. And they'll get it in at two hammer. And it. Yugi picks him up here at half court. As Hamer dribbles here on the left side. Now they'll go over to Earhart. Earhart spins around. He's double team. Had it taken away from him. Jones looking to push it the other way. Leads it off the glass and in for Malik Jones. His 14th point. 12th point of the half. It's 66-43. Hamer gets over in the corner to a Phillips. Phillips a little head fake. Here comes the double team. Here comes the trap. Gets over to Hamer. He's back off to Phillips. Phillips over for three. Splashes it home. Another three for Wyatt Phillips. His 14th point. 69 of 53. And it's going to be Jones' mid-range jumper is good. All it hit was the bottom of the net. And it's 69-55. Elam gets it in to Robinson. A little full-court pressure being applied here. Here comes the trap at half court. And Elam gets it across half court. And somehow gets it over to Hammer. Phillips, a little pump fake, he'll drive, and there's going to be a charge. Offensive foul on Wyatt Phillips. As, man, Wyatt and uh, Miner, Miner have been going back and forth all night. I see him talking back and forth. And Mayor gets an uh, offensive foul there on Wyatt. Logan Cornett comes in for Elam. And Eric Coleman also checks in for Earhart. 3.22 to go in the game. 69 of 55, but the coin has the basketball here. And a pass over on the right side to Green. Now we're to Woody in between the circles. Woody gets it off there to Miner. Miner's open for three. Can't get it to fall. 
And Woody crashes in for the offensive rebound, and the corner reset. Jones with the basketball. Dumps it down low, at least they tried to, and it was picked off by Phillips. Phillips up to Coleman, and Coleman's going to find Cornette, but before that, Coleman travels with it. A little bit too excited of a pass there for Coleman. And turnover number six of the quarter I have. Altamont down four. Under three minutes to go in the game. Woody for the basketball on the right side over to Wilmington. Wilmington with the basketball. Hands off to Woody. Now over there to Maynard. Deep three. No good. And it's going to be an over in the back. As Wilmington reached over Coleman's shoulder there. And Wilmington's going to get hit with that foul. And that's going to be his third. And Coleman will walk the other way to shoot some free throws here. Two automatically as double bonus for Altamont. Coleman, third game back in this tournament. Having his best night so far. Playing a little bit more as well. And Coleman made his free throw. He's got seven. And now it's 70 to 55. As Demarion Johnson comes in. And we have Coleman's second free throw on the way up, and it's good for Coleman. He's got eight, and it's 71-55. Altamont with the lead, 2.30 to go. Johnson left the layup short, and rebounded by Coleman. Robinson over to Phillips. Phillips picks it up here at the free throw line, and he's got to pass it off. Otherwise, it'll be a five count. Gives it off to Hammer. Hammer with the ball here at the Sasser logo. And, it's that, and gets it over to Cornette. Dumps it down low to Coleman. Passes over to Phillips. Extra pass to Robinson. He drives, stops, and pops at the free throw line. Left it short. And Maynard with the board. Over to a Green. Green running the other way. He almost traveled with it, but it gives off to Woody. Woody hands off to... Uh, Maynard. Maynard is over to Johnson. A minute 50 to go. And Johnson puts up the jumper. Can't get it to fall and rebounded by Hammer. So with a minute 40, Altamont with a comfortable lead. 71-55. And Hammer lost the basketball and it's going to be a loose ball. Tie up and jump ball. Alternate possession arrow will favor who? As I've lost track. I think it's going to go to Decoin, I believe. Yes, it will. And uh, so with a minute 36 left, Altamont with a 71-55 lead. Elam will check back in. Jared Hammer will take a seat. Kata Miller will come back in, and Coleman will sit down. Six-point advantage on the scoreboard uh, for Altamont. You just need to hold on here, boys. As it'll be... Uh, Johnson with the basketball. He dribbles inside, and he is over there to Maynard for three. Left it short. Rebound. It goes to Green on the long rebound. Green looking for someone to pass to. Gets off to Johnson. Johnson dumps it down low. Maynard was wide open. He can't finish. And it's going to be rebounded by Kaden Miller. Again, just that kind of night for DeCoin. Everything coming up. Altamont tonight. As even these close ones for DeCoin won't fall. And Elam with the basketball being picked up, closely guarded by Johnson. 
And Phillips almost trips up there, but they're going to call a foul there on Bitcoin. And so Wyatt will go back to the line with 55.5 left. And that's going to be uh, Marion Johnson's fifth, so we'll have to take a seat. And Malik Jones will come in for DeCoin. Wyatt will be at the line for two more. Made that big three to close out the third. Made a three here in this fourth. Give a little shot in the arm. And Phillips calmly knocks down that free throw. We've got 15 tonight. 72-55. Altamont 55 seconds away from going to the championship game. Here in the Cesar tournament. Second free throws off and rebounded by Jones. Still 72-55 though. 50 seconds left. Jones puts it off the glass and in. 16 and a half for Jones at 72-57. We got 40 seconds left. But it's all Altamont here tonight as Phillips will have it here on the left side. He'll pick it up. And Phillips is off to Akeda Miller. About 29 seconds left. And this will be a good win for Altamont as the faithful rises to their feet. And Altamont, I can't feel it now. As Altamont will pick up win number nine, proved a nine and three, but more importantly here in the Cesar tournament, they'll be three and oh, and they'll be going to the championship game tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Still trying to dribble out the clock. It's five seconds left. And the second will wind down there. And that's it. It's over. Altamont advances to the championship game here in the Cesar Holiday Tournament. 72-57 is your final score. And I'll be back to wrap this one up and uh, catch up with Coach Niebuhr here to talk about this one as Altamont picks up the win. As I want to say, they traded the lead back and forth there in the first quarter, but then uh, they kind of stretched out the 10 in the first for Altamont and they never looked back after being close with them for the first four or five minutes there. That's going to do it. Altamont wins 72-57. I'll be back to wrap this one up. You're listening now to my Indians basketball here on Jack FN. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Ah, there it is. That unmistakable sound of an ice-cold Pepsi to get you through another holiday season. Yes, the holidays can really crank those Pepsi cravings into overdrive. It's like you look away for half a second and then bang! You're dancing the holiday hustle just to keep up. Remember to pause. Refuel. With a refreshing and always delicious two liter of Pepsi or Diet Pepsi. Give thanks and pass the Pepsi. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. 
In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to the 41st Annual Cesar Valier Holiday Tournament at Altamont going to the ship tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. As I said in the pregame, Garville, they advanced there in 2019, and Altamont advanced to the championship game that night, and I wondered if Altamont was going to follow suit, and they certainly did. As This performance kind of was similar to what a Monday's game was, and uh, the performance that Altamont turned in here as everything seemed to be clicking, everything has seemed to be going Altamont's way, and they come out with the 15-point win. As, yes, the coin did cut into that uh, deficit at halftime as Altamont had to lead 40-20, to 20, but uh, the coin that came in there, chipped in, only was able to get it down to uh, 15 there as uh, they did outscore Altamont in uh, the uh, second half as Altamont did have some uh, turnovers. I know that Coach Neighbor would like to uh, clean that up there in uh, the uh, second half. But overall, uh, this was a uh, great contest as I see Coach Neighbor making his way over here to my uh, broadcast position. And I guess one thing is important for Coach to have is the headset. As uh, you know, I'm flying solo here, so I'll one- unwind the headsets. And I wasn't even ready to have the headsets plugged in for you, Coach. So let me get you in to run on the fly here and plug this in and get you strapped up here and talk about this victory here there you go and uh, now we're here and uh, coach bring in here and uh, congratulations on the win and we're going to the ship yeah that's what we wanted that's what we told <laughs> them and, uh, like we're wherever we want to be uh it wasn't the prettiest second half but it was where we wanted to be so we won the ball game i don't know if i ever win a ball game we had us down for 27 turnovers can't say we'd ever win a game to turn the yeah. ball over 27 times Yes, and I was just going to mention that it seemed like there in the first half, you guys, there was a lot of chaotic action a little bit, but I thought you guys were calm in the middle of that storm 
and you were able to uh, build up a lead uh, there in the uh, first half. And you led by 20 uh, at the half, so you did a really good job there in the first half of building that lead. Yeah, the first half we were we were in tack mode. I think um, mm-hmm. you know we got some we got some runouts, we got stops, and we got runouts. Um, you know, uh, we filled lanes. We uh, you know. It, it, like we've said it all year, when we get stops, we can our, yeah. that turns into our offense real quick. Um, so, in the first half that was that was the key. We weren't turning the ball over in the second half. They made an adjustment, and you know they didn't let us have those over the top passes a little bit. Right. Yeah, and I was going to say it did seem like they did adjust there in the second half. They took away those passes that were hitting yeah. in the uh, first half, and also it seemed like every time uh, ball handler picked up the dribble, there was two or three guys coming yeah. in running at him. That's kind of what caused all the turnovers there. Yeah, we we were we were running backdoor stuff. We weren't, but we, after we made our cut, we weren't uh, seeing the open guy. Um, you know, we, our feet were our feet were always soft. Our feet were they weren't you know stable. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't always in triple threat. You know, uh, and Ducoin did a good job of getting in us. You know, they they had to you know being down twenty, they had to do something different and kind of put, yeah. turn up the pressure a little bit, and that's kind of what they do. It was a, it was a really similar two teams, you know. They mm-hmm. just the pressure and the and the deny wings. Um, you know, I thought a good. I thought in the first half we did a good or a good a good job of finding the post in early yeah. in the first quarter, and then the, the third quarter, we, third and fourth quarter, we kind of forgot about it a little bit. And, that, and he needs to kind of help us with some release valve. Um, but you know, overall, you, you do enough to win. We said it last game too. We did enough in the first half to give us the victory in the second half. And I thought for for the most part uh, there in the uh, game, I say it's almost scary. On uh, just seemed like everything was going our way. The foul situation was in our favor, and it seemed like all the fifty fifty balls were going our way as well, and the shots were going in as well. And it seemed like the coin they couldn't uh, buy a bucket. Even they had some uh, looks, but they just couldn't fall for it. But it was falling for us. I thought we did a good job on thirty three uh, yeah. for the coin in the first half. You know that was kind of where they. You know, he made some nice shots in the second half. Um, their shooter, but uh, and he was guarded then too. But yeah, um, you know, Logan Cornett doesn't necessarily score the basketball, but he creates points for us. Uh, he had a run there where he was getting deflections and diving on the balls, and we got some man ones and layups. Mm-hmm. And I think the world of Logan's defense and how he's kind of taking that role. Uh, you know, we I wish he could play thirty two minutes that way, but we know we can't. And, uh, yeah, so. But he 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 literally makes our defense kind of be special. Um, so you know, I thought I thought Eric got a little bit more minutes tonight. So, did, yeah, um, it was it was good to see him kind of contribute. Uh, but we just got to be good with the ball. You know, it, it, you can't you can't turn it over twenty sometimes and expect to win. Right, yeah, you know, praise uh, Cornette's defense there. I saw you give a high five oh, there yeah. and uh, pass <laughs> there and. Uh, uh, fourth quarter, I believe, uh, as well, finding the open man yep. uh, there. So, uh, you know, uh, overall, it was just uh, a great win. I know there's stuff that you want to uh, clean up, uh, but sure. Uh, yeah, a, you're not going to see many teams like DeCoin. You're not going to see teams that get after you and kind of pressure, 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 pressure. Sure. Um, you know, that they're they're going to they want to create havoc. Um, and, and I thought we did a good job in the first half, not so much the second half, but. Uh, right. You're not going to see teams like that. They're they're a different type of team. Uh, we're not going to see that probably tomorrow night. Right, and also I mentioned uh, Wyatt Phillips as well plays the defense, oh, yeah. and I made a huge threes here to close out the third. 
and he also made one there in the fourth that gave us some momentum there. In the yeah, that little quarter, quarter well. run was kind of nice, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It kind of five point or so right there at the end. Um, kind of stretches like 17, I believe. Uh, got it, they got it down to 10 or 12. Yeah. We got it back up to 17 there at the end. Uh, you know, Wyatt's been playing well lately. He, he The game started pretty – as the season started, it started pretty fast, and now it's kind of slowing down for him. Um, you know, it, he, I mean, he was a – he didn't see any varsity time last year, so now mm-hmm. you know. Now we're eleven games, twelve games in. You know he's he, he's gotten grown acclimated to it. So, um, you know, we expect big things out of a Wyatt. You know, and again, it's a different guy every night. It was Wyatt. You know, led, led us in scoring tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody else different tomorrow night. So it could be different. Who, who knows? And uh, it just seems so eerily similar night in and night out. And then here we are sitting just like twenty nineteen as well. And matching up with uh, Goreville yep. again in yep. the championship game, and uh, you know we talked about it. Second place that time, and trying to reverse the fortunes a little bit. Yeah, we want we want number one this year. Uh, yeah. We want the big trophy. Um, you know, you'll never you can never underestimate Todd Tripp. Team. I was texting him today. You know, he, they made a three. You know, coming in as five seed against the against the one seed, hits a buzzer beater down two with you know to send them send them to the championship. So. Yeah, Todd's going to have his game planned. You know, he he he. They read us last uh, two years ago with or three years ago with. Uh, you know, they, they did some backdoor stuff, so we got to be ready for it. You know, he's going to have he, he's a good coach. He's going to have he's going to have them ready. Um, but uh, we're going we're going to have our boys ready also. Yeah, it should be an exciting one uh, tomorrow night, and we'll be here for the championship game. And right. coach, I'll let you right. go. Congratulations! Thank Safe you. travels back right. home, and we'll see you again here tomorrow night. Thank you. Guys. And uh, thank you uh, for coming up here and uh, joining me. After the uh, victory, and let's do some final numbers quickly before they kick us out of here. As uh, Phillips, he had uh, 15 to lead the way in uh, scoring. We also had a 12 from uh, Cannon Earhart. We had uh, 10 from Avery Yarhouse. Mason Robinson had 9. Logan Cornett had 8. So did Eric Coleman having 8. 7 from Jared Hamer. And a 2 from Caden Miller. They're over on the coin side. They were led in scoring by Malik Jones. He had 18. Eli Miner had 12. We also had six from uh, Hughie. And uh, Wilmington had six points as well. And Woody had six. And four points from Demarion Johnson. So that does it. Again, uh, quarters of 23, 17, 22, and 10 for Altamont for their 72. And the coin had quarters of 13, 7, 25, and 12 for their 57. Altamont 8 and 3. They advance to the championship game at 7 o'clock tomorrow against the Goreville. We'll have it for you. Here on Jack FM. Don't forget about the girls game at 3 o'clock over on ESPN Radio 98.9 via game. And until tomorrow night, we'll talk to you then. Thanks to Derek back at the studio for turning the dials, helping me get on and off the air to the championship game for Altamont against the Goreville tomorrow night. And we'll talk to you then. And have a great rest of your night, everybody. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, You'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PeakinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.